Welcome to My Father's House podcast, featuring the anointed teaching ministry of Pastor Jose Boveda. Pastor Jose's vision working with the local Metro Police Department, county commissioners, and vendors to the Southeast Las Vegas community has been instrumental in seeing the worst crime areas in the state of Nevada drop 43%. This prompted Christian International to choose My Father's House as Church of the Year in 2018. Hi, I'm Pastor Tony Gandula, and I've enjoyed the mentorship and guidance of Pastor Jose for over 40 years. So get ready, and now you too can be mentored and inspired in your walk with Jesus. I want to share with you guys, and it's not an easy task, because the task of reversing the way we think is not an easy one. So, I want you guys to understand that whenever I get behind this podium, first of all, the way that I think has to change the same way that the way that you think has to change. You get where I'm coming from? Once upon a time, they laughed at two two men because they were trying to uh, develop an airplane that could fly. So they had a, I'll I'll tell you, they had a challenge because no one had ever flown anything before. And now we have airlines that have airplanes that are bigger than the sanctuary. And they fly. We're trying to change the way we look at suffering. And that is not an easy task. Only God can do that. So the purpose for suffering is for, first of all, to prove that God is real when he does the miracle and your suffering ends and number two for you to know that all things are possible with God this is a funny title for this word that we have here from uh, you know from God And the title is, You're Suffering, You Have the Anointing for the Miracle. In Your Sufferings. Now, we've been for several weeks on one page, and what I want you to do is I want you to read by yourself all of the meanings of all the words that are in these verses and so on. You guys got it? And 
it's it's really powerful. Suffering is something that we've been programmed to reject. You get it? Even when you're a Christian and you know all the verses on suffering, um, we never do pray for God to have a suffer. Amen? That's because we have a real weird twist away of looking at suffering, not like God looks at it. You get it? Remember, we went through the illustration of uh, uh, before you can have birth, you have to have somebody carry a baby for nine months. And that can be suffering. First of all, the woman has to watch her shape, no matter what shape she's in, get out of shape. You got it? Then you have the morning sickness. But it is a pro- and then you have the birth, which is the final. But that woman knows that she's suffering for a reason. And that's to bring forth life. Did you get that? That's how we need to deal with suffering. We need to know why. A lot of people say, oh, no, don't ask why you're suffering. Really? If you don't know why you're suffering, you're going to find out through the suffering or at the end of it. The object is for you to know why you're suffering. Doesn't that sound crazy? Do you know that Jesus knew why he was suffering on the cross? He just didn't go, well, okay, well, you know, just rip my back up and, uh, and, uh, and put nails through my hands and put a crown of thorn on me. And, uh, and I don't know why I'm doing this. Correct? Did Jesus know why? And then we finished last week where, where listen to this, this is powerful, that for the joy... Because remember, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? You remember that? So did God the Father forsake Jesus on the cross? Yes. Jesus said it. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Why? Because he had to pay the price for you being forsaken. For you to be delivered from being forsaken for you to have a heavenly father. So there was a point where Jesus was forsaken at the cross, correct? Either that or he was joking. And when you're being crucified, you don't joke very much. My God, my God, why hast thou, that means you, not some God, but you, my father. Now, this is 
how we come to terms with how great Jesus is. Do you know what happened after that? My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? There is a verse that says this. That because of the joy that was said before him, he endured the what? Do you know that after, this is why God, the Father, has given him a name above every other name and, and why everything has been put under the subjection of Jesus. Listen closely. When Jesus was forsaken in the cross, when he was forsaken at the cross, do you know where, do you know where he drew strength from? At the joy of seeing you and me saved. Being forsaken by God the Father, the Bible says that because of the joy that was said before him, he endured the cross. Instead of seeing you suffering for eternity and through your whole life, it gave him joy at the cross. Can anybody say the joy of the Lord is my strength? It says he endured the cross because of the joy that was said before him. And Jesus is very joyful right now with this group right here. He drew joy from a bunch of people that were lost. Wretched. That's how much Jesus loves you. That's why there is no other name that men might be saved and women. You know how God reveals things to you and how he speaks to you? When you just spend time with him. I love what this old man said many years ago. It, it really touched my heart. The best part about spending time with God is that you get to be like him. When God reveals things to you, you become like him because now you're looking at it through his perspective. Hallelujah. So we're on the second page. And it says, Philippians 3.9, And be found in him. When death comes... Will he find you in Jesus? When anything comes your way, will it find you in Jesus? The, the hardest core person, atheist, I've ever met in my life was the president of the motorcycle uh, 
gang that I belonged to. He was hardcore. Atheist. Hardcore. Do you know what he screamed? What his last words were on planet Earth? Oh my God. That haunted me. Why would he scream that out? Oh my God. Oh my God. I'll never forget that as long as I live. It shocked me. Why is he crying out to something that doesn't exist? What is he seeing as he's passing away? It haunted me. And be found in him. He was not found in, in Jesus. He was found in everything that he had done all his life. And he, sure, and he sounded like it. He loved me. He used to look at me and shake his head. I was his favorite. Little devil. I would do things and he'd shake his head and he goes, He's crazy. And be found in him having, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. The love that Jesus had for you on the cross, even though you were lost, that gave him joy because he saw the reason why he was suffering. That sacrifice he made makes you righteous. If you believe he loves you that much, do you believe that Jesus loves you? We call it a little children's song. But it's not really a little immature children's song. Jesus loves me. This I know. 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 For the Bible tells me so. That I may know him. Now notice what follows. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That's the one where we, where we all go hurrah. But the whole verse says, in the fellowship of his sufferings. What is the fellowship of his suffering? The real. You know what it is? It's the same thing. Everything we get is exactly from him and through him and what happened at the cross. You know what the fellowship of his suffering is? When we look and we go, they're wretched, they're lost, 
we've been found. But it gives us joy to pay a price to reach the world. It gives us joy when we're persecuted for righteousness sake. Because when you're being persecuted for righteousness sake and you're suffering, you're, being a, you're in fellowship with his suffering. And you enter into the fellowship where you receive strength because you know that you see them saved, that your prayers are going to work, that God answers prayer, that you have a testimony that Jesus saved you even though you were so wretched. And that joy and that power comes upon you and you can endure your cross and be resurrected with him. We suffer too much for ourselves. And not for others. Uh, let me refer to Armando. Armando, you do not know how much Jesus really, really loves you. And he loves you so much that he is going to be doing things in your life that are going to be the opposite of what you've experienced. And you're going to have to deal with feeling guilty for being so happy. Yeah. But you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to deal with feeling guilty for being so happy. But no, it's God's will. Because God's going to use you. And you're going to make them happy and it's going to make you so happy. Especially the two little ones. You are in a rescue operation. Can you imagine suffering for the joy that's said before you when you stand in heaven and you see them? And the reality hits that they will be in heaven forever because God used you. Can you imagine that? That I may know him in the fellowship of the right suffering. <laughs> Not this religious suffering. When I was experimenting to the buffet of religions, I'll never forget this. Suffering made you more righteous, supposedly. I remember going through 21 days of uh, 
and forgive me, honey, of going through sensitivity training. Nobody could touch my body because I was developing my aura. So you can sense people without seeing them, without hearing. 21 days without sex, without nobody. Somebody go to shake your hand, I can't touch you. Why? Because I'm a weirdo. I mean, because <laughs> I'm developing my aura. The weird things we do. But I was becoming righteous. Oh my gosh, 21 days without sex, without anybody touching me. I'm just, oh, I can feel it. I, I, I can sense Peter Pan heading my way. Then going through covering your eyes and sensing things. Oh, I'm becoming righteous. Sure. Keep on telling yourself that. I used to. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conform unto his what? Death. Death is the end of the cross. Did you know that? It is finished. What gave him the strength? Look at your neighbor. That's what gave him the strength. He saw you. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is up to something in these end times. Do you know what the real plague is? It's not COVID-19. You want to know what the real plague is? Unforgiveness. The white man, the black man can't forgive one another. The Asian, the Hispanic. It's vomit from the pit of hell. And the real solution is people forgiving one another. That's too simple. It's the truth. Every one of us can talk about our horror stories. But it's a plague of unforgiveness. Don't let that plague grab a hold of you. You'll end up with real death. That's it. Let's just sum it up. The devil is throwing millions of dollars and doing all kinds of crazy stuff to get people to hate one another. Before there's hate, there has to be unforgiveness. I want to repeat that. Before there can be hate, there has to be unforgiveness. That's the plague. Don't fall for it. You have the antidote. Hallelujah. Fellowship means the fellowship of his suffering. Fellowship means partnership. Aren't you glad? 
Thank you for listening to My Father's House podcast. You can listen to more by subscribing to My Father's House Church at Google Play or Apple iTunes. You can donate to help reach our world by visiting us at mfhlv.com and check us out on Facebook at My Father's House Las Vegas and YouTube. Thank you, and may God bless you richly today.